The stories of some of the world's greatest women unfold here. I am Annette Comer, your host, and each week, the untold secrets of success, strength, and boldness of today's powerful women are revealed. Today's woman grew up being a tomboy, sailing, fishing, and doing all the things the boys around her were doing. When she graduated high school, she went off to study architectural design. But instead of completing her studies, she sneaked off to Aspen. Years later, she entered into real estate. But she was not the typical real estate agent. Her training in and love of architectural design began to shine through. She could understand building plans, had an eye for high-end interior designs, and knew how to make a deal come together. Plus, she was a caring person who loved showing clients how to have the home of their dreams. The winning combination of design, business, and heart led her to create a successful company serving global clientele and prestigious communities. Today, she continues to make family dreams come true with the perfect home. It is my pleasure to introduce you to Sandra Wilkin. Hi, Sandra. Thank you for joining me today. Annette, I greatly appreciate you and us being here today. And we're going to have so much fun. So thank you for joining me. So let's get started. Over the years, you have dealt with a lot of clients that are demanding. How have you managed difficult clients like these? Oh, I mean, that's a really good question. So it's, again, when we first meet with a client, we treat them like a patient from a standpoint of we really analyze their needs, their wants, their goals, and try to put everything into perspective because can they be difficult? Yes. But what we have to do is understand why are they being difficult? How can we overcome those objections? And how can we have a winning situation, whether it's a buyer or a seller? So I'm going to dig a little deeper in that. So do you think one of the keys in dealing with difficult clients, because certainly every business owner has them, we know that. So mm-hmm. it, you, don't, you don't have the corner of that market, I'm sure. Did the questions you asked, did they really matter in terms of uncovering what the difficulty is with them? And again, in the beginning, a lot of times they don't want to uncover, you know, mm. what the whole key is. So it's our job to really find out, are they going through a divorce? What is the situation? Are they honestly about to lose their home? And a lot of times they're so protective that they they will not tell us the truth. And the problem we have is if they don't tell us the truth, then we can't help them. So our job is to really gain their confidence so that then they'll unveil what their honest situation is. You almost got to be a little bit of detective, don't you? And uh, let's see, therapist and... and, uh, Yeah. <laughs> All of it, right? <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So over the years, you told me that others often have tried to tell you how you should do your job. Now, I'm sure this happens to many of our listeners as well. So how have you been able to sort through what is valuable information and what you just need to ignore? Well, again, valuable information is, and again, it's interesting because I joke a lot and say, when we first meet a buyer, they give us their wish list on truly what they're looking for. And we joke and say, buyers are liars. So because they think they want this, they're coming from a different state. So it's our job to, if they say they want contemporary, 
we have to understand what does contemporary mean to them. And what happens is if, if they're moving here to Arizona, they get a picture of what Arizona's like. But until they've really been here, they really don't know. So it's our job to truly educate them through the process of areas, their wish list, and their wish list changes once they start and understand. I mean, our job is to really educate them on here's the good news about this area. Here's the not so good news based on the wish list you've given us. Now, again, that changes. So we take a deep breath and I, I joke and say, and I've done this for 44 and a half years. The first day I take a client out, I say to them, I say, this is like our first date. You know, I'm a little nervous. And because I want to make sure that I'm pleasing you, but I also have to listen to what your needs are and try to accomplish exactly what you want. So you really have to have good listening skills, don't you, as the owner of your company? 100%. Yeah. Do you think that applies to most business owners if they're going to be successful? Oh, there's no question. If you can't listen to exactly what they're saying, and again, it's going to change once you educate them a little bit, because then they're going to say, now we understand what you were trying to tell us about this area or a style or, and again, a lot of people, whether they're coming from back East, they're used to a certain look and feel. And I try to explain that we're in Arizona now. So let's take a deep breath and look at what some of our options are, because we may want to widen, you know, what you were thinking that you really wanted in the home. So I'm just thinking about how you have built this incredibly successful company and the little tidbits of wisdom that you just shared. You know, it's interesting because these apply across the board to whether someone is is another type of business owner, totally different industry, or even in corporate. You know, there is so important for leaders to learn how to listen and to help their customers or their employees adjust to the situation that they're getting ready to step into. Help, help them manage those expectations, isn't it? 100%. Yeah, because that's what you're doing. You're helping to educate and through that, managing expectations. So brilliant. So when you lose a deal, <laughs> I know it must hurt, and I know you lose some of them. So how do you handle such disappointment so that it doesn't paralyze you for days or doesn't oh. paralyze you for days? Oh, I tell you, it, when we believe that we are the right company for a listing or a buyer, and we lose to a competitor, I look at, okay, who did they choose instead? And half the time I go, well, I know why they selected this other agent, because they, they gave them exactly what they wanted. They wanted to list at a high price. We have, we have a high-powered client right now. And we've tried to be honest with them and tell them the truth about the marketplace and and what they can achieve from a listing standpoint and final sales standpoint. And they don't want to listen to us. So in that case, when I lost the listing, I said, it's okay because they'll start high and then they'll come down to reality that I wish they would have listened to us. And they'll lose valuable time in the meantime, won't they? 100%. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So does it disappoint me? Yes. But in the long run, I want to work with clients who appreciate my knowledge, my years of being in the business, 
I'm going to help them sell their home. And especially with, with COVID and everything else that's going on, it's an extremely stressful situation now. And we have to be extremely careful. So that's why we only take so many listings because we're trying to educate, especially our older clients for showings and being very strict on who we're going to allow in. So it's a whole process. It is. It is. And it takes a lot of wisdom and patience to work through it, doesn't it? Correct. 100%. Well, so many of us, particularly women, can really get derailed when things don't work out the way they would like for them to, especially if they put so much of their heart and soul into it. And I know in your industry and knowing you as I have come to know, you put everything you got into it when you work with a buyer or a seller. That's what made me curious as to how you ride with that. And it it sounds like you just uh, recognize sometimes things work out as they should. You know, and, and it's funny because when I lost this listing about a week ago, the next morning I got a phone call from a client of mine who I respect. I've sold them five homes over 25 years. And they said, we have one of our special friends that wants to move here. And do you have the time to help them? Well, that time had opened up because I didn't take this listing. So it all works out. You know, and it's funny you say that because I have found also in my companies, Sandra, that often the employee or the deal that I lost that I was so devastated by, almost always something better comes along or someone more talented comes along. And, and it's happened to me enough now that I just say, okay, well, can't wait to see what the next one is because it's going to even be better. Sound like you're, you're finding that too. And if you can stay in that belief and expectation, then the loss doesn't sting so bad, does it? Right. I mean, stings. We, we'd be lying if we say it didn't well, sting a little bit. I mean, we're competitive enough that it's going to sting. Exactly. 100%. Yep, yep. So I'm going to continue down this, this a little bit because you told me that you have learned to, I'll quote you, bless and release people. And even situations that are toxic or that harm your success path. And I have to tell you, I love that attitude. I've come to use that term, I bless and release, because it's such a beautiful way to express it. So how did you learn to do this? It took a long time because, you know, when you first start out in real estate, you're going to take any listing, every listing, work with every buyer, any buyer. And over the years, you learn through your, I'm not going to say mistakes, I'm going to say experiences that maybe you shouldn't have spent all that time or whatever. So when I'm working with my agents, they see what I'm preaching and they'll come back and go, you know something, you are so right. So we have to really look at who do we really want to help? Who do we want to work with that when we're done, it's going to be a pleasurable experience they're going to be so happy with us that they're going to refer more clients to us. And that's what gets us through all of these difficult periods. And blessing and releasing sounds like such a kind way to approach it, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you may have a tongue in cheek in that one, but it's still uh it's still the right, it's still the right approach in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so for years, you thought you could do it all on your own. 
And that's not uncommon for so many driven women. And I know that you now believe very differently. So what did you discover and what did you change in how you ran your company once you discovered this? It's interesting because I, my operations manager is just such an incredible man and he knows me better than I know me. And one day he, whenever he says, okay, we have to talk, I go, oh my God, what have I done wrong now? And he sat me down and he said, you know something, you are so talented in truly helping people, caring for people. And he said, you know, you've been the designated broker and I have to tell you, and you've been the managing broker, plus you've done everything. And guess what? You're not good at being the designated broker. (laughs) You're not good at being the managing broker because you are, number one, a perfectionist. You are driven. Uh, You think everybody should be doing everything the way you're doing it. And so he nicely, politely sat me down. He said, you know something? I really want you to do what you do best. You shine in front of the clients. You are just such an amazing, I'm going to start and cry. You're such an amazing person that I want you to focus on just that. So I'm going to be the designated broker and his backgrounds, he's a legal beagle. And I'm going to be the managing broker because I can manage all of our agents a lot better than you are, or you can. So it was, but he said, what I want you to do is you're so insightful to help our agents. I want you to help from that standpoint. So after that, I said, okay, thank you. Thank you. What a gift. Amazing gift. Yeah. In so many ways, insight and also forcing you to, to change something that was actually hurting you. And, you know, you don't realize it until it's almost too late. So thank God he came to me when he did. Well, and that too late can show up in several ways, can it, Sandra? It can show up in burnout. It can show up in ruining your own company. Mm -hmm. It can show up in people getting so frustrated they leave. All kinds of, you know, talent drain starts to happen. And burnout's a big one, though, for so many driven women, for sure. Yep, it is. So it's the kind of thing that let somebody else load the dishwasher, even if they don't load it like you do, right? (laughs) It's okay. Yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) So I'm going to stay in this driven space for a second. So you have always been very driven and have had limited time to build relationships while you've been building your companies. So being at the top can be lonely. You and I talked about this. Do you find that in this place of excellence that you occupy, do you struggle to trust easily or have meaningful relationships? The doozy of a question, isn't it? (laughs) Um, as far as trusting, you mean trusting other people? Mm-hmm. Trusting other people in terms of uh, people that you might pull into your space, that you would have relationships, personal relationships, well, and business relationships. I think that, yes, because when you've been burnt so many times, it's hard to trust in, in many ways. So I, I think the good thing about what's happened with me is I am more, when I meet someone, I have a, either a good sense right away or not. So I'm able to then make a decision and 99% of the time my decisions are correct. And then I've got a, I end up with a great relationship with the person. Ah, so, so you pay attention to the feelings you get in your body and the whole intuitive side as to 
as opposed to what you see on the outside, you pay attention to what you feel on the inside as well. Yes. That's so wise. And has that tend to serve you well? It sounds like it has. Slowly but surely. (laughs) This is an ongoing journey. Is that correct? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And it is lonely at the top, isn't it? When you are at the top of your own company or have, have had experienced incredible success like you have, it can be lonely. It can. And, you know, again, with when COVID has come in to be another factor, it has, you know, it's added to that and made it even more stressful. I have an incredible circle of friends who I can rely on. It's always been hard for me to let anyone know my feelings. And so thank God I have some great people that I can rely on. And I know it won't go past our our conversation. So before I leave this question, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig onto something you said, and I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but I do, but I want to explore it. This concept of women not wanting, especially powerful women like yourself, not wanting others to see your vulnerabilities and be able to express your feelings. Do you think that is something that's always been there? Or do you feel like that's something that has evolved? Because I know so many other women I've talked to are in the same place you are. It's more common than it is uncommon among powerful women. I'd be curious to know your perspective on that. You know, it's taken a lot of time to feel comfortable with the situation. Again, I think as we grow older, I think as we really trust our sphere, our inner circle, especially during our trying times that we're going through, it's really, really helped me to um, confide in people and be able to release any stress, frustrations, difficulties I've had. Yeah. And that's a, a healthier place to get to, isn't it? It's not easy to get there, though. No, it's not. But it's it's made a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Because I find that women that have walked this success path and reached your level of success, they've had to fight hard to get there. And it's not been necessarily, it's not been roses and, I mean, sunny skies along. There's a lot of clouds that have popped along the way and skid knees, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, same same thing for me. So, Sandra, is there anything about your journey to greatness that we haven't covered that you'd like to share with other women? I think for me, at, at my time in life and with what is happening with the world, what I've tried to I've tried to be a mentor with with quite a few of my agents, and you know, we always sit down. Um, well, usually in the first week of December, we sit down and kind of review our goals, review what what do we want to achieve this next year? And again, the real estate world has totally has totally changed. So I've been able to really sit down with my agents. And because the one thing I love doing is goal setting, and I feel I'm good at it. So I've been able to really sit down with my agents and go, let's look at this next year, we're going to have a lot of challenges. But let's start off small let's see what we can achieve. And I feel that as we work as a team, we will we'll get a lot more accomplished, number one. Number two, again, our whole concept is really caring for our clients. We have a whole concierge division uh, of our company that truly gets into the key of taking care of our clients. And it's it's a whole nother podcast, but really looking at how we can help our clients because our clients come first. It's not about the money we make. I've interviewed quite a few agents uh, recently 
And if I don't see the passion in their eyes and the real caring, our interview is maybe 20 minutes long. So my hope and dream for this next year is to really continue our path of being compassionate with our clients and really helping them through this very difficult time. Yeah. And that's, that's something that all those listening need to think about is how they can step forward as leaders and help their team set goals and something that they can strive for that doesn't overwhelm them, but yet it's not small either and, and keep moving because there are sunnier days ahead for sure. Yes. No doubt. Sandra, thank you so much for being here, sharing your wisdom. I love your perspective from the real estate side. It's a whole different industry, but it has all the same needs of leadership and dealing with disappointments and all those things that come to every business owner for sure. Thank you. Thank you for our time. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. And Sandra is another great example of how women are challenging the norm, making things happen and demanding their own greatness. So join me next time on the World's Greatest Women Show as another powerful woman story unfolds. 